Hi guys, and welcome back to Sweat Thrive Glow. My name is Katie Dudley. I am the creator of the blog and brand The Pilates Blonde and the owner of the studio by TPB. Guys, it's been a hot minute since I've been on the microphone. It's been a crazy month um, with grand opening being next weekend and tying up loose ends and doing like inspections from the township and all of this stuff, equipment, and it's just been <laughs> a whirlwind. And I wanted to come on here and talk about something that I'm currently going through and currently dealing with and really, really struggling through, um, and that is change. I don't like change. Change is hard, and to be quite honest with you, I'm not coping with it very well. I am so comfortable in everything that I've been doing for so long that all of this discomfort feels really, really yucky and really, really heavy. And I know that means I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I'm fully aware, like I'm making moves and like everything that I'm doing is really positive and really good, but it doesn't mean that it's easy just because something is a positive step in the right direction does not mean that it feels easy in your body doing it. And I wanted to kind of talk about how I've been coping with things and how I'm addressing my coping skills because I've been really, really shitty, to be honest with you. And then I want to kind of talk about my perspective shift in everything that's kind of been happening. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a recap, a recap. Yes, a recap of the last two weeks. My last two weeks have been so fucking hard. Okay, so let me start with um, the excruciating pain that I had in my jaw. So I went to the dentist in like an emergent situation. Okay, so back it up. I obviously pay for my own dental stuff or my own insurance and my dental insurance was like fine. But with my cracked tooth, like I knew that I needed to get it fixed in 2020 and I wouldn't have time until like my studio opened. So I was like, okay, my studio's grand opening is like the first weekend in March. I'll just wait for my old dental insurance to like expire or whatever. And then I'll just get the better one. So the way that my insurance like worked out was my old dental was going to be like stopped on like February 12th. And then my new dental kicks in on the first. Well, I was like, okay, I've been dealing with this cracked tooth for so long. Like no big deal. We'll just wait until March 1st. I'll go in on March 2nd, get it pulled. No big deal. We'll be fine. That motherfucking tooth decided to I don't even know, stage some sort of anarchy in my mouth and cause so much excruciating pain that I couldn't think straight um, on February 13th, the day that I no longer had dental insurance. Love that for me. So I get this like emergency dentist appointment. My mom's like calling all over Timbuktu. I go to the dentist and I learn that I have an infection in the bone in my jaw. Great. Love that for me. So in order to prevent like doing the whole like inpatient antibiotic thing. We're doing um, four weeks or three weeks, three or four weeks of oral antibiotics four times a day. Love that for my digestive system. Um, And then we're doing some sort of oral surgery. We're pulling my tooth that's cracked, which is a baby tooth. And then I'm getting two dental implants. So see a 7K. Um, Fun fact, even though eating is not cosmetic, Um, And the two teeth that I need are molars. Guys, I'm a fucking hillbilly. I'm missing one tooth. I've got a cracked tooth over here. It's things are going well. Um, Dental implants aren't covered by any dental insurance because they're deemed cosmetic. 
and not a medical necessity. So it's $7,000 out of pocket. Love that for me. Um, so we're doing that in March, which is great. Change is hard. Um, yeah, so Mercury is in retrograde. And then on top of that, so I'm on antibiotics. My jaw is freaking killing me. I don't take opioids because I have an addictive personality. And I know that about myself. So I don't really touch like substances just because there's a strong familial history of addiction. And I know that about myself. So I just don't touch this stuff. Um, so we've just been out here, you know, crying in these streets. Um, and then I got the flu. Not like a oh, I have like a head cold and I'm going to call it the flu. No, no, no. I had the actual fucking flu where like it hurts to lift up your head, where there's knives in your throat. I, my bedroom up until yesterday, because I did like a deep cleanse of my soul and of my bedroom looked like hoarders buried alive tissue edition. Like I couldn't even pick my body up to throw my tissues away. It was just like they fall where they did. And honestly and truly, like I couldn't even care. It was, wow. I would not wish the flu on my worst enemy. I was still like working when I had the flu. I took off on a Monday afternoon, got my classes covered Tuesday morning, and then I don't teach Tuesday afternoon. So I like used that to rest. And then I canceled my personal trainer on Wednesday. So I rested from Monday at like noon until Wednesday at like two um, and stayed in bed that whole time, just in a borderline coma, in jaw pain, in flu pain. It was just like not my week. (sighs) All right, guys. So... (sighs) This is the hard part. Um, I am leaving stride. I am officially done on Friday, this coming Friday. Uh, The 28th will be my last day at stride. And these are words that I never thought would cross my lips. This is not easy for me. Um, It's actually like crushing my soul. I'm a super duper emotional person. Um, I fucking hate change. I think it sucks. And I know that everything that I'm doing is good. Okay. But like, I'm just feeling my feelings and I'm really leaning into just crying it out. Like there's just no words, no words about how I feel about leaving. And I'm dramatic as fuck. And every time I'm driving to the studio, I guess just to like ruin my own life, I've been playing my funeral song. And if you guys don't know, I... The first time I heard this song, I was taking classes at our local community college because their sciences were better than the sciences at my four-year university. And so I was taking, um, I think it was anatomy and physiology at Monco. And I was listening to the Beyonce album. Like I had it in the car, like this actual physical CD. And The song I Was Here came on and it was so powerful. I literally pulled over into this like parking lot and just sat and listened to it and was like, okay, this song is how I want people to feel about me always. Like I want people to remember me based on how I made them feel, not how I look or like what I I want people to remember me based on the way that I make them feel about themselves. And I want to make sure that I'm someone who is always making sure that people can see the best in themselves and holding up a mirror. And so that 
I leave an impact and something like a mark on this world. And so the lyrics that get me every fucking time, I actually type them up. I didn't even need to look at the, <laughs> I didn't even need to look at like a lyric thing because I've listened to the song so many times. It's actually my most played song on Spotify in 2018 and 2019. So I don't know what that says about me. Um, but the song was called I Was Here. And my favorite lyrics from the song are, I want to say I lived each day until I died and know that I meant something in somebody's life. The hearts I have touched will be the proof that I leave, that I made a difference and this world will see I was here. So that's like the first section where I like lose my shit. And then the second one is, I just want them to know that I gave my all, did my best, brought someone some happiness, left this world a little bit better because I was here. Okay. That is exactly how we should all want to live our lives. We should want to leave this legacy of making the world a better place. And I know that people think that what I do is kind of like cushy and superficial and, oh, you're a Pilates instructor. But like it gets so deep in that room. It's not even funny. And these people are my family and leaving them fucking sucks like so much, so much. Um, Dang it. I'm just a blubbering mess. So I've been playing that song while I'm driving into the studio. Every time I walk in those doors, I start crying. Um, My clients come and they sit down on the machines and I just lose it. I just lose my shit. And I've been in a really negative headspace about it, um, to be honest with you. And literally, I will be teaching and I'll just start crying. And I warn them because they know how I feel about them. And they, I know how they feel about me. And I know that our relationships, we describe our relationships as very codependent and very dysfunctional. But you have to understand, for a year, I have been there seven days a week. And I have been there, I think, five days a week since grand opening. So, I mean, we've been through a lot together. Um, We come in and I tell everyone the first time in this room, there is no judgment. There is no filter. Anything that you say in this room stays in this room. We have made it a vault. Um, We really, really love each other and we really, really respect each other. And because we're so raw and open and honest and I mean, people really get deep in these classes when we're talking and, and it's light and fluffy and we're laughing hysterically at like diarrhea and stuff. But I mean, we really go there. And so because of that, we've become a family. And when I tell you, like, I mean, my Tuesday, Thursday, 1030 a.m. class has been the same women since we opened. For two years, I've been with the same five women every Tuesday and Thursday. Honestly and truly, I have no control over that room (laughs) because everybody just became such good friends. And there's nothing that I love more than when I walk into the room And there's a bunch of clients, there's five clients, and they're all giving each other like an update on their week before class even gets started because they're all friends. I love walking into the studio on Thursday, knowing that at 7 p.m. I'm going to have Kaylin, Alyssa, and Jenny, and I know that it's going to be a wild fucking time, and that I'm going to belly laugh the entire time. I mean, I am the luckiest girl in the world to have these relationships that I have and they're dysfunctional and they're codependent and none of us are handling this well. And honestly and truly, I'm glad that my dysfunction is being reciprocated. So it makes me feel a little bit less crazy. And so 
I was sitting and I was thinking and I'm like, why the fuck does this hurt so bad? Like, why am I so distraught? Why am I so heartbroken? Why does this hurt so badly? This is worse than any breakup. This is worse than any other anything that I've ever been through heartbreak wise. And I had to sit and I needed to shift my perspective and be like, why does this hurt so badly? And it hurts so bad because the love is so big. It's so big and it transcends any sort of, I don't even know. I think you never know how good you have it until change happens, right? Um, And this is a big change and this is a big adjustment for all of us. I have clients who have spent literally 400 hours with me, 500 hours with me, 600 hours with me in the last two years. I mean, that is a bond. I know everything about their alignment, about their body, about their boyfriend, about their dogs fighting, about their trip to Costco last week. Like I literally know so much about their souls and I made it a point to have the room feel that way when I'm in it. Um, I wanted it to be a space where you can come and unapologetically be yourself and just empty your soul out into that room. I wanted it to be a place where you could be silly or you could be deep or you could be emotional or you could cry. Um, And I literally just teach and cry now. I don't even know like how I'm going to get through the rest of this week, but we're going to do it somehow. Um, Yeah, but I had to shift my perspective to being like, why does this hurt? Why does this hurt? Why does this hurt to wow, this is one of the most powerful forms of love I have ever experienced in my life. And this hurts so bad because the love is so pure. And the thing is, is, I mean, this is supposed to be an exchange of goods, right? They sign up for the class and I give them a class and they leave. But what has happened is we have exchanged pieces of ourselves with each other. And we have exchanged pieces of our soul that we can't give each other back which I love because that means that the piece of me is always with them and a piece of them will always be a part of me. And I'm a better instructor because of them and I'm a better person because of them and I have different perspectives on different topics and different things and we all hate our Kelly just as much and I have tear falling down my cheek as I talk shit on our Kelly and that's just who I am as a person. Um yeah, this has been really, really difficult. And I'm so, and by the way, I'm so fucking excited for everything that's coming. I'm so excited. Um, however, that doesn't mean that I can't feel my feelings. And I'm so appreciative of everything and the future. And I know big things are coming. Um, and everyone keeps telling me that. And I know that there's a bigger plan. And I know that this is all part of my journey. And I'll look back on this in two or three years and be like, oh, shit, <laughs> that was preparing me for this. And I fully believe that. And I'm leaning in and I'm doing so much prayer and so much reflection. And I'm writing love letters and just like really leaning into my emotions because I know about stifled trauma And when you don't lean into it, it manifests in other ways. And I want to share with you guys and be really raw and open about how I've been coping with everything. And it hasn't been healthy. I mentioned earlier that I have an addictive personality. And I truly do. And my drug of choice is sugar. Um, I 
was sick. And so normally I lean in to the gym. Um, I definitely have a, my relationship with the gym is healthy and controlled and I only work out like once a day and it's for like an hour max and because that's what fits into my schedule. Um, but if I don't work out, I literally go through withdrawal. I get the shakes. I get really, really crabby. Like my mom will look at me and be like, I can't have a conversation with you until you go work out. Like you need to go take care of like your emotional well-being and you need to go to the gym. So I know that my exercising feeds in with my addictive personality. That's my like addiction. Um, Sorry from the crying and the flu and the boogers. It's gross. I'm sorry that I just did that into the microphone. (laughs) God, I suck. Anyway, when I had the flu, I obviously couldn't lean into going and working out. Um, And even still, I haven't worked out in over a week just because my body has been so weak and I can't breathe. And um, so I leaned into unhealthy coping mechanisms. And for me, that was gluten-free cookie dough. And I mean, three containers of gluten-free cookie dough I've eaten in one week. That is not healthy. That's not balanced. And I wasn't eating it because it was like, oh, I was craving it. No, no. I was eating it to fill an emotional void. Instead of um, journaling about it or taking it to the gym, which is something that I normally do, I turned to use food to boost my serotonin levels and give me that comfort, which isn't healthy. Um, I don't think that depriving myself of cookie dough is healthy, but I also know that three containers of cookie dough is aggressive and obsessive. And that is how I have been leaning into my emotion um, and not dealing with it in the healthiest of ways. And I'm acknowledging it. And I made sure that food is prepped and that I have my veggies and that I'm going back to like my normal routine this week. Um, but I'm also not going to sugarcoat it and be like, everything's fine and I'm handling everything so healthily. That's not what we do here. We don't do the filters. We don't do the fake bullshit. Um, we're raw and we're real and we're authentic and I'll cry on the mic if I need to cry on the mic. And I will tell you when I'm doing things that aren't in my best interest. Now there's worse things that I could lean into. Um, when I'm stressed, I will never touch alcohol because um, I had grandparents with histories of alcohol abuse. And so I won't lean into that. I don't really touch. I don't touch any sort of like drugs or anything like that. Um, so that was my drug of choice was the cookie dough. And let me tell you, it was damn fucking good. But we're not going to do cookie dough <laughs> anymore. We're going to lean into the gym stretching, using the Barbie dream sauna, all of my usual coping mechanisms. So just know if you're ever in a time of turmoil and you lean into unhealthy coping strategies, it's okay. Even those of us in the health and wellness spectrum, we do it too. And we're not superhuman and you are not alone in anything that you're going through. All right, guys. Change is hard, but we're going through it and we're feeling our emotions and we're not suppressing anything and we're really, really leaning into um, feeling all of the feelings because this hurts so bad because the love is so fucking big. If you guys haven't already, book your classes for opening weekend next weekend, February 29th, baby. Leap year. We are leaping into some scary ass uncharted waters and we are going to thrive in them. Guys, make a choices. Look both ways. I love you the dang most.